Good morning, Alrit. As you can see on screen, it's Tuesday, the 7th of September, 2021. That's not usually meant to be there. That's there because that's what I put on screen when I'm filming the pre-show video that goes out on social media. But it's fine. We'll leave it there for now. How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Ice Cream Uploads. My name is Graham Day. Hey. I'm joined by the man that we call Bibby. Alrit, Bib. Good morning, sir. Watagwan, Watagwan. If you were in the chat, please do feel free to get involved. And before we say anything else, someone that did just get involved and didn't just get involved, he got involved 15 months ago, but he got involved with this. This happened in the countdown, so it didn't come up on screen. So I'm going to hit replay now so we get all the joys of this. Stay frosty, yeah. Stay frosty, yeah. Followed by. I sup, hello, I sup, let's go, I sup, I sup, love. <laughs> I sup, I sup, love. Thank you very much, Madge. Appreciate that support. 15 whole months, you absolute beauty. Thank you very much. What a guy. What a guy. I love you. I love you. Um, as well as uh, Madge, we have Gagad in the chat saying, Good morning, with an M, not an N. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How's things, Gagad? I'll read. Uh, Tito says, how do chaps? What a magnificent shirt. Yeah, I think he's talking about yours there, baby. It's, it's... Thank you. Yeah, a big fan of, big fan of Crush. If uh, anybody else is. Asda uh, is like four quid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Result. Result. There he is. There he is. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, my shirt is a DHK special, by the way. Just, just, just pointing out, fucking like forty-eight pence. This bad boy cost me. Beautiful. You love to see it. You love to see. It. Anyway, is that this season's? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Personalised Premier League numbering and lettering, as opposed to that horrendous, god awful, thin, pointy Stay drop first. serif font jobby. Vern. I sup hello. I sup hello to you too. Thank you very much for the eight-month prime bad boy. There he is. You love to see it. You love to see it. That's it. You wear, wear yourself a United shirt and Vern just throws money at you. That's, that's what you call a fan. You love to see it. Cheers, Vern. Thank you very much for the soap. Cheers, Two mate. already. That's, you, you should love to see this, this kind of shit. Thank you very much, boys. Um, also, a little bit. I'll do, I'll do it now. A little bit of a reminder that you two will now be in next month's loot drop uh, because obviously we drew the winner yesterday. Um, who won it? Who won it? I've... I've Completely, it was. Oh, it was bacon chin. Oh, do you know? He probably doesn't even know. <laughs> he probably doesn't no. even know. I need, I need to rip the video. Uh, that's why I clipped it yesterday to remind myself that I needed to post it into the Discord, and I've not done that yet. So I'll get on that today. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, shout out to Bacon Chin who won yesterday's uh, loot drop. He's bagged himself an ice cream uploads jersey. Next month's loot drop takes place, I think, on the fourth of October. It's something around that sort of time. Uh, but obviously, you guys subbing now will be subs until the seventh. So you're going to be involved in next month's loot drop. I absolutely appreciate that. If you don't know what the loot drop is, that's a giveaway that we do for subs. Um, exclamation mark loot drop in the chat for information. Anyway, if you don't know what this show is, my name is Gray and this is Bib. We are ice cream uploads, and in true ice creamy fashion, this is the scoop. The UK's number one video game podcast even if we do say so ourselves we are here to give you our thoughts and our impressions on the biggest the best and the breaking stories from the world of video games and we do that for you every single weekday at 10 a.m ish it's now 11 41 it's 10 a.m ish ish yeah anyway uh so we give you our thoughts and impressions but we also want your thoughts and impressions on the stories that we go through and then we want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions that's kind of how this works and it's important that you do that because we turn this live stream we do go live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads but we turn the live stream into a podcast a video on youtube and an audio podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud and google play we do go live uh and then we go on demand and all of the other places so if you want to get involved when we are live then you are you're speaking on behalf of the other people that can't watch live but do get to watch and listen on demand and if you are 
watching and listening on demand. Hey, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, before we jump into the show, this is where I would usually remind you about the loot drop, but I've just done that, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to remind yeah. you, though, that exclamation mark, insert coin. Tomorrow, myself and Bib will be live on twitch.tv forward slash official insert coin. Not, not fake insert mm-hmm. coin, but official insert coin. We will be on the official Twitch channel of insert coin clothing uh, tomorrow playing a game tbc uh we are having conversations about what we should play do feel free to give us your thoughts the the games that we've kind of discussed are um kiwi because it came out um just just a week ago uh we have um some items that we could potentially give away for that do we play predator hunting grounds because it's free today Mm -hmm. on ps plus um and everyone else could get it as well so if we did play it on stream other people could come in and join us do we jump back into the old faithful PUBG, which we've jumped into the last three or four five thousand times we've been over there or do we play something different what do you guys think do feel free to give us your uh, suggestions and recommendations we will make a decision but want to know what you guys think uh as well uh if you haven't already uh as you can see from the link in the chat thank you very much to ads for uh dropping the exclamation mark into coin twitch.tv forward slash official insert coin if you haven't followed that channel already um drop a follow now because that way you will get notified when we go live on that we will host on our channel but you don't get the notifications from where you go live because we don't stream on our channel we are streaming on insert coins channel nice nice ad says anything but pubg can someone just just perma timeout and uh, <laughs> ads? yeah perma timeout <laughs> is that even a thing let's go back we've got one more announcement uh do we do we it's happening on Thursday. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. On Thursday, Bibby will be having a vegan sausage roll. He's just got a new uh, back, uh, batch in from Iceland. Uh, and I think that's it for announcements. Did actually pick some up yesterday. <laughs> did actually pick some up yesterday. Uh, I did actually put a picture of the stuff that we were talking about on stream in the Discord. I don't actually know if I pressed send. You on did. It, you did. I did. I remember opening it up, but I was out yesterday. I can't remember. I was. I don't know if I was out strolling or if I was out picking Chloe up or something when I saw it. But yeah, oh, yeah the, did, the, yeah. the like the, the McCoys sort of like chips sort of stuff, fries. Yeah, the hula hoops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mental. Like I picked up. Obviously, the, the, I haven't tried them yet. The the McCoys cheese and onion flavored chips. Not too sure if they're going to be great. It's probably just a giant novelty. Well, I'm excited to try them nonetheless. Well, if you want to see all of that flavoured goodness, drop into our Discord. We do have um, gaming chat, we do have general chat, and we also have food chat, which is pretty much a mirror of our stream. If we're not talking about games, (laughs) we're talking about shit. And if we're not talking about shit, we're talking about food. Um, We also talk about football in real life. And funnily enough, we have some football chat as well, so there you go. Uh, So anything we talk about on stream, we talk about on the Discord. Do feel free to jump in there. Um, But yes, Thursday, we will be having our live watch-along. Myself and Bib, potentially some ICU friends watching along the PlayStation Showcase. I did confirm, I went and looked at what it was called after I went off stream yesterday because I couldn't remember if it was Big Showcase, PlayStation Showcase or or what, but it is PlayStation Showcase. That will be taking place from 9pm Thursday evening, UK time, 9pm. So we will be live from about half eight, quarter to nine to make sure that we're all set and ready to go through the PlayStation Showcase. We don't have running time information yet unless it's already been out there and I've missed it. I expect between one and two hours it could be 45 minutes but i expect it to be one to two hours um maybe an hour sweet spot kind of stuff um yeah, i can't see it being three. um so yeah do feel free to join us for that there could be some pretty good stuff uh there's a lot of 40 minutes they've said oh there you go there you go nice and easy nice there could be some good stuff in there see 40 minutes 
if that's just wall-to-wall bangers, then Xbox, <laughs> yeah. pay attention. I mean, your last conference was just like, we've got 40 minutes of content. Let's make it two hours. <laughs> Do you want to learn about trebuchets? Do you want to learn how to make a round stone <laughs> and throw it through a catapult? No, I actually don't. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, there you go. 40 minutes of content. So we'll be live from about half eight-ish um, until uh, around 10 p.m. on Thursday night. Do feel free to join us for that. You've had your full work day. You've had your tea. You've had a little bit of time to play some games and stuff and you just want to just want to unwind before bed do feel free to join me and babe uh and and friends mr t are you jumping in what you saying what you saying um but yeah um there you go thursday hey, it's nice actually as, as uh, i'm not gonna ask mr t mr t feel free to not answer that question because if i ask you the question and then you answer the question either with a yes or a no then that yeah. Mean, means you're filling blanks. If you go, I'm not going to be in there, then people go, ooh, does that mean things? And if you go, I am going to be there, it's like, oh, does that So, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. I, it's, I get you. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Okay. Let me take the discussing now. I'll message you. Nice. Uh, let me take the discussing now off screen as we start to run through the titles of the news that we will be looking through today. So, we're starting off with a little bit of fraud. Nice. Not us, but the story focusing on fraud, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Oh, shit. God. It's all part of a big money laundering process. <laughs> oh, no. They're onto me. Um, yes, game grading firm Water. Uh, so so when you see, like, like video games in my cases that have all been graded to, like, this is a 10 out of 10 game, excellent condition, worth a bajillion pounds. Um, there's a couple of firms that do that. Water is one of them. There might even be more than a couple now, but Water is one of them. Anyway, a co-founder of that company has been accused of selling large numbers of its own graded games. Basically, they've got games graded them and sold them for a profit <coughs> fraud <coughs> fraud it's insider trading <laughs> which is recognized by uk law as fraud so interesting obviously only accusations at this point in time not guaranteed just want to say before their lawyers come running at us this is only accusations but it's still an accusation nonetheless we'll run through that as our main story of the day, uh, of the day then we'll jump back through a few other stories no man's sky which is our go-to redemption story a video game that launches to an absolutely terrible start, but then manages to come back from like from the jaws of defeat and grab itself a victory. It doesn't really happen in video games. So that's why No Man's Sky is that sort of redemption story for us. And it's exactly what it is, is it now finally has a mostly positive Steam re review score five years after its release. Took a long old while, but they got there. Nice, GG's Hello Games. We will go through that story. Then we'll jump into the fact that uh, yesterday, we obviously kind of, I didn't want to, I'm not going out on a limb, what's the correct phrase? We kind of took a step into a, out of our comfort zone to talk about mm -hmm. the tripwire, um, uh, what was the other one? The, the ship brand, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, basically, the tripwire CEO talking about uh, abortion slash anti-abortion laws. Obviously, that's out of our comfort zone. We tried to step out into that to have a conversation on that. We do have an update to that article. Once again, shout out to Madge for sharing that news to us. And then the bits that we dropped off yesterday, Alan Wake Remastered is coming in October, or at least it looks like yeah. it is. And if you want to play it on the Xbox with a massive controller, then, uh, well, there's a new Duke controller coming for Xbox's 20th anniversary. That's what we're going to go through. So if you're interested in a thick THIWC controller, we got you the news. Uh, Bibe, would you like yeah. to play an extortionate amount of money for a video game because a company wants to make you pay over the odds for its own benefits? <laughs> uh, 
ever think about that? <laughs> Probably not, no. No, oh, I didn't think so. And that's uh, conveniently a short question that I asked that gave me just enough time to load up this on screen. There we go. <laughs> uh, Chris Scullion at VG says, Game grading firm Waters co-founder is accused of selling large numbers of its own games. Waters policy is for employees to not sell games in case of fraud or conflict of interest. Or both, in this case, potentially. Um, strolling down, strolling down. One of the co-founders of the game grading company, Water, has been accused of selling water-graded games for high prices on eBay. Proof journalist Seft Abra uh, Abramson reported uh, that while clearing boxes at his house, he discovered a note included with a game he'd purchased from eBay in the summer. Uh, the seller's note told him to, quote, email Mark Haspel at Redacted uh, for more games. Abramson realised that he purchased a game from Mark Haspel, one of the co-founders of Water, then looked at his previous purchases uh, and realised he'd bought three in total. Excuse me. Looking further into Haspel's eBay activity, Abramson discovered that, according to his claim, Haspel was, quote, running a significant side business selling games his company had graded. According to Abramson, oh, end quote, by the way, according to Abramson, Haspel is trading on eBay under the name, I mean, is, oh, there you go. I was going to say, is that is that asterisk out for protection? But no, I can see it in the article just below there too. Uh, so M... Asterisk S asterisk H. Uh, uh, and at the time of the article's publication, was selling 74 water graded Atari 2600 games with a total value of $46,405. So just a couple of quid then. Um, of these games, only one of them had a water grade lower than 9.0, and none of them had a seal rating any lower uh, lower than A+, meaning practically all of them were what, uh, what Water considers investment grade. Uh, Abramson alleges that by exclusively selling Atari 2600 games, quote, Haspel ensures that most or perhaps even all of his business on eBay escapes the notice of US journalists who thus far have written about uh, almost exclusively about Nintendo Entertainment System games. Next games. He also uh, surmises that Haspel may be focusing on Atari 2600 games in an attempt to raise their value and that his role at Water may make him privy to data about which systems games are selling better than others. Quote, because it is possible, but not yet confirmed, that Haspel has access to internal Water population data, uh, data reveals how many copies of each video game Water has ever received and graded. There is a chance that Haspel is selling only Atari games because he knows that this market is waning due to few people sending in these games to be graded, Abramson suggests. If Haspel is using any such data to, to determine which games to buy, get graded and sell, there's at least the danger that, that he's participating in what investigators might consider insider trading. Uh, Abramson stresses that he is not specifically accusing Haspel of illicit conduct, but does point out that Waters' refusal to make its population reports public could give him an unfair advantage in studying the market. Quote, in almost every collectibles market in the US, grading companies make population reports public so that, the no one in the, uh, that no one in the market has special access to corporate data they could use to make investments relating to their own company, Abramson says. VGC has asked Water for comment on this story. Water Games and Collectibles auction company Heritage Auctions have been in the spotlight recently due to allegations that both were complicit in artificially inflating the, uh, the value of the retro video game market for their own game. Allegations both companies de uh, deny. Uh, let me just see. Mm, yeah, I will put it there. It, obviously, it seems like uh, reading out the end of the article, there's other, other bits that are a little bit dodged, but we'll, we'll, we'll put a bit in that. We'll put a bit in that. 
Uh, but Waters co-founder accused mm-hmm. of selling large numbers of its own graded games for large numbers of profits. Bib, what are your thoughts? Mm. Eventually, I think this was kind of inevitable. Um, as someone who collects video games, not to the extent where I'm paying £300 and expecting to have a, uh, have a return on investment, my video game collection is mostly based, uh, mostly based off of nostalgia for me like i'm collecting games that i played as a kid and that I'd, I'd like to play going forward so some of them are hella clunky uh you probably would play them once ago yep that's not for me again i'm looking at you the getaway don't fucking play that game everything that you had in your mind about the getaway being absolutely <laughs> fantastic just don't play it again now because it just does not hold up well um but yeah it's th- this was always going to happen it's very much like uh i don't know if anyone watches this particular person but someone like metal jesus rocks he is a phenomenal content creator. He's a video game collector. He has got rooms and rooms and rooms of these video games. But every single time he puts out a Hidden Gems video uh, video game review, like he'll just go out and find these games that are worth, I don't know, four or five bucks. And then he puts a video out. You'll see that those games actually end up going for maybe about 50 or $60 later on, uh, about three or four days later. Like, it's ridiculous. Now, that's just off of used games that you can pick up. This isn't to do with mint condition games that are being enclosed and graded to a very high standard because they've been found in a warehouse somewhere that are now worth a shit ton of money. I seen something on Reddit the other day about a lad who'd gone back home for the first time in America for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, and his mum still had all his stuff in the loft. He opened one of the game game boxes off. It was like a, a sealed games of like Mario 64, sealed GoldenEye that he'd bought or someone had bought him and still been in mint condition and left in the in the loft. So he's looking at a big chunk of change there. So it doesn't surprise me that companies like Water are trying to cash in on that because this is this is easy money for them. Highly illegal, but it's easy money for them. And there was probably a hoping that they wouldn't get caught out. If they were smart enough, they'd probably use a different account <laughs> and not call it something blatantly obvious but yeah it, it seems like it's easy money for them they've obviously thought that there wasn't breaking any laws this isn't great but this is inevitably where it was always going to go because video games nowadays we mentioned yesterday are eclipsing how much like, no one buys dvds anymore they might buy blu-rays of your favorite film but people are renting films they're going to the cinema to watch them or they'll, they'll rent them on a streaming platform like the value of video games is only going to go up especially if they're in decent condition and popular games it's the games like Conker's Bad Fur Day that it was an okay game, but is it worth the money that's on the table for it? If you're looking at a mint condition version of that game, it's stupid money. Like it's house mortgage money. Do you know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. But it, again, if if something's hugely popular or extremely rare because it had a low print run, then yeah, of course they're going to cash it at some point. Why would they grade it for, I don't know, 200 quid when they know they can make two and a half grand mental? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it is daft. It is daft. This is the 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 equivalent to Syndicate and whoever having their own internal skin reselling websites, telling people, I've just found this website. This is really good. It's really legit. Also, this skin is really good. You want to get this skin. Pushing the price of that skin up pushing people to the website to purchase this skin uh, and then going uh, and then not even going oh yeah this by the way is, is our website obviously they're clear that this is something they own on the uh, on their website but not when he's selling it separately yeah he puts his own email address in it but you aren't buying a 
water graded game from water you were buying it from another seller who's just selling water level games you think you're getting yourself a bargain you don't realize that they've increased the need by putting the microscope on that product sharing it through all of their media accounts by um pushing out through probably their PR arms that oh so here on screen we have a copy of Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Uh let me bring the article back up on screen actually. Boop, boop. Um so this particular game, Super Mario for the NES, if they have a 9.8 rated, I think that is at the top uh, version of it, and it's and it's they've just sold it for like that says on the side there, two million dollars. If they've just sold that <laughs> for two million dollars, but you see one on f- Facebook for like 48 quid, 50 quid, a thousand pound, two thousand pound, twenty thousand pound, twenty if I buy it for 20 grand and it sells for two million. Yes, please. So by by publicizing all of that and then selling it privately for himself, it could just be a case of that game had sold for 50 quid, for 60 quid, for 70 quid, but they share that it's worth 20 grand. People assume that it's worth 20 grand because they've had that new shared with them. So they inflate the price and then sell it. That's insider trading. And and that's just mm-hmm. that's just dodge. We we have seen the games industry absolutely cracked down on influencers for this. Um, and now I want to see this again. I want to see this absolutely crack down on the fact that we have what had one journalist, um, Seth Abramson, picking up on this. We need to see more of this because there's, there's, there's a little bit of um, influencer versus press. It's, 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 it's kind of disappearing because press realize that they can be influenced as well um, by mm-hmm. having video content creators and stuff. And you see most most um, old school press outlets have started to develop their own content creation services across multiple platforms. Um, but go back 10 to 15 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, seven, eight years ago, maybe even as soon as, uh, as little as five, press and media were kind of at loggerheads because they were competing for the same audiences. Media didn't like the fact that... Uh, uh, Press didn't like the fact that content creators were coming in and stealing that audience. So when something like the Syndicate um, CSGO skin thing came up, they went for them hard because, yep, we've got a chance to take these down and make them uh, look less legitimate now, Um, which, fair play, they deserved it. Uh, But now I want to see the same sort of stuff with this because this is the same ilk. It's just someone abusing their position as a certified company with insider Mm -hmm. trading. That's as simple as it is. That's fraud. It is categorically illegal if they've done it. Um, so, what yeah. do you think then? If, like I mentioned before about Metal Jesus Rocks, like it, it's, it just seems to. If you are watching his content and you're around the people who he is in contact with, when he does do a review on a video game or finds a hidden gem and the price goes through the roof, would it be illegal for? Because I genuinely don't know. This is why I'm asking you and anyone else in the chat. I mean, uh, Ben's in here as well. He'll probably have a better understanding as well. But if he was to go out and lump on, I don't know. 20 version 20 copies of that game knowing full well that he's going to make a hefty profit uh, profit when inevitably he brings the video out is that illegal um te- that's kind of skewing the market isn't it yeah technically no um i think yeah i think it's illegal when you have something uh I'm trying to think, I'm trying to get it fully right in my head because the market is open to outside interference from any sorts of trends and so on like that. I don't believe that is. I mean, it's 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 playing the market for your own uh, benefit, but but when does that become a problem? If I if, yeah. if I start it now uh, and have very little impact, people aren't going to see it. But but if other people start, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't I don't I don't know. I'd I'd open someone that has investment in it, like if you have stocks and stuff like that, because like, that's 
conflict of interest then. But I imagine if you've got some a lot of one thing, then maybe not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the where the where the boundary is on that. If, if if anyone has it that can simplify that, because it's like I mean, arguably, if you invest in any product, you would want it to do well. So mm-hmm. so you would say this, yeah. fucking, uh, <laughs> this uh, is the best thing ever. Yeah, there you go. Next year, best. That example isn't illegal. It's unethical though. But ethics and business right. are two separate things. It's that sort of like. If if someone from the stock exchange itself, uh, or someone from, um, so like I mean that's kind of where these effectively are kind of playing the part of a stock exchange because they have what a whole of market data and aren't tied to a specific product. They can influence multiple products because of the level of data that they've got. That's probably where it's starting to become illegal. Whereas someone that doesn't have access to market wide data and just has access to their audience um and isn't linked to specific products until they need it to be i believe that's yeah i don't know it's probably a shit a shit way of phrasing it but i kind i understand what i'm saying whether you guys do i don't know i don't know anyways uh, yeah. b- before we continue let me just back up and uh catch up with the chat um uh where did we get to uh Mr. T says, I'll message you. Nice. Next year, Bear says, all right, Melon Farmers, I'll read. Uh, exciting things are going on today, I see. Uh, no Man's Sky is amazing. Um, Kevin Ashburner says, good uh, Tuesday morning to you, Ice Cream Men. Good morning, dude. How's things, mate? Good morning. Uh, Gagad says, vegan. Why? Just why? And so like a vegan to tell us all about it. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, it was me that said it on, it, not on his behalf. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was vegan. Biggie, uh, Biggie? Biggie was vegan by proxy. Not Biggie, Biggie was. Uh, Mr. Gally Clark's in the chat. <laughs> says, lads, how's it going? Tito says, Wasteland 3 co-op gets my vote. Ooh. Mm. Big fan of that. Mm. I don't think Graham will be. <laughs> That's definitely 100% not a Graham game. Hashtag Bibby game. Uh... Thought you were talking about Anthem then. Anyone remember that game? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next year, base. Okay, there. This is where we get into the news story at hand. It says, uh, this whole water situation is just Christ. Ad says, water scumbag. <laughs> uh, water grades games that are exclusively sold through a single auction site, which is part owned by an investor in water. No reason to inflate prices or anything. Like that. Absolutely not. Nope. Yeah, fucking... Yeah. Uh, video game grading I have no issue with, but doing what they have supposedly been doing, I have a major issue with. Uh, what a mess this is. <laughs> grading is such a weird premise. It's also subjective as who is doing the grade, and it's so murky. Then you uh, add the inside trading allegations into the mix, and... Oof, yeah, exactly. Um, VGA are the market leader in grading games. Um, well, well the, the people that make cables for your back of old school monitors, that's nice. Jenkins, I'll read. Uh, scared everyone that has headphones, rip headphone users. Um, <laughs> Ad says, I have an unopened uh, Legend of Zelda. Mimmer? What's Which one's Mimmer? Legend of Zelda. Majora's Mask. Oh, there you go. Uh, Majora's Mask, holographic N64 game, but I refuse to get it graded or anything. I love it as it is without knowing if it's shit or not. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, you'll see experienced collectors that'll be like, I'm pretty sure this is a 9, 9.1. And they could sell that with the premise of it being a potential 9, 9.1 game. But by sending it off to be graded, it gets officially graded as an 8.7 um, mm-hmm. because that individual grader at that point in time is given an 8.7 um, and you you lose value of the game. So quite often there's, there's all sorts of conversations about sending your game off for grading is actually bad for profitability on it. It's just it's just a flex at that point. I, pfft, it, the premise of uh, grading just doesn't float my boat. If I've got a really good condition charity Charizard shiny holographic. I don't need someone telling me that it's only a six. Fuck me, that's a ten. It's a Charizard holographic. It's a ten, mate. Yeah. 
Shut your mouth. It's, your own, it's, it's surely uh, you're only getting the stuff valued either for a flex or to sell. Yeah. Like no one can tell me that the copies of my favorite games are worth more or less in their mind because they're worth lots. Of, it may have cost me fifty pounds to pick up a PS2 game, but it's it's got invaluable monetary value to me and and uh, emotional value to it. So surely it's only down to your own perception unless you are interested in there's a lot of people nowadays that in the collectors side of video games they're not technically asked about the video game it's it's nothing it, if it was a pokemon card or a video game or a vinyl or whatever people collect nowadays sometimes or maybe more often than not they don't actually have an interest in what it is that they've got they just know it's worth money which is genuinely nothing wrong with that but for someone who's trying to collect something or trying to have that physical item, it will cost them a lot to be able to pick it up, which is a shame, but that's just the way that I mean, the world is. How do you start this off? How do you become a, a certification company? Like, how does that begin? Can we just make, like, ICU certs or whatever, send off your fucking stuff to us, and we're like, yeah, that's actually only a 4.2. If you want, we'll give you six quid for it right now. <laughs> uh. I'm terrified of sending whatever it is in the post. Yeah, like, exactly. Imagine trying to send a, 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 a Charizard in the post. You'd be petrified of it getting banged. I'd be, like, I'd... Obviously, you're going to wrap it up in everything, but still. Yeah, but it's, it's like when you send off your Charizard that you're sure is a 9.5, and they send you a 9.1 Charizard back, and it's like, Pretty sure that's not my card. How do you? How do you? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you verify that? Because you can't write on the card to verify that one's yours. Because you'd fuck it up. It's it's suddenly yeah. down to a six. Like, um, you send I, it as a nine point nine. It comes back as a nine point six because Royal Mail have launched it over your back uh, back <laughs> back gate or whatever. Like it's where Yordle delivers, and you have to get a ladder and get it off your roof. <laughs> okay, now it's a seven. <laughs> Someone just volleyed it through your yard. <laughs> Volley. Uh, <laughs> Next Gen Base says, without getting into the weeds about it, I was getting more or less week weekly press releases about heritage auctions and water. Some of the media outlets have a bit to answer for uh, for by just buying into it straight away and saying, oh my God, Mario is worth two million and not doing due diligence. Mm. It seemed dodgy from the off to me. Uh, 100%. I wholeheartedly recommend Carl Jobs' video on the subject which kicked all this off. Fascinating. Watch. Gagab's gone to lurking. Hey, enjoy the seat at the back of the ice cream van. Um, it's the Mario example that gets me the most. It's one of the most common games out there and people will get excited because they have Mario which then drives the price up. It's utter bullshit. It's just, mm. it's, it's absolute fad. Uh, it's, it's but monopolizing and monetizing fads uh, and emotive connections. The stock market shouldn't be playing the stock market, uh, though, which is which is bullshit. Um, everything has a value. Yeah, that's a limited run stuff, though, as well. Well, the limited run edition of games, like obviously, I'm not talking about the company limited run. They obviously do a very good job of bringing games that necessarily either they don't have companies don't have licenses to be able to reprint them again, or they just had such a limited run initially 20 years ago. They have the opportunity to go and buy them again. It will cost you a pretty penny more often than not, especially if you are getting a collector's edition probably run you up to about three or four hundred quid i think they're doing a quake one which i think if you get the uh, like the nintendo switch version you're looking at about 50 sheets if you want the collector's edition it may run up to about 400 quid but limited run games are, are trying to fill a gap but still making a lot of money now i don't know how much they have to pay for the license to be able to reprint these games again especially when more often than not it's digital games that have come out in storefronts that they have had the license to be able to reprint them physically i don't necessarily think that they are bad for doing that because it gives chances to people like me to be able to go and collect a physical version of the game rather than having just uh like scott pilgrim for existence uh, for instance that didn't exist 2 years ago like it, ubisoft got rid of that game like 10 years ago 
but now it's available to be able to have on digital platforms again i rebought it again when it came out but yeah i had the opportunity maybe three years ago to get a, a physical version of that you can't it's very difficult to try and put a monetary value on those kind of things because when they first came out it might be 30 pound in game but they might only have made ten thousand copies of it what do you do then it's it's difficult to try and get in at the right time and for the right price but eventually when you know it's going to be a limited run game inevitably it's going to go up in price especially if it's an half decent game and it's not even like limited run in 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 the run sense as well you could have an absolute extortionate run in terms of yeah this fucking no, not extortionate uh you could have shitloads of games printed but over time as the quality of those droppers the availability of them disappear and, and when you get something like mario which was printed to fuck but mm. finding one that's boxed in sealed copy uh, condition at, at like at close to a 10 rating is super rare so it's just it's straightforward yeah. supply and demand but but uh yeah jumping back into the chat as, as it keeps moving um uh everything has a value says garrett uh, if it's it's the same with trainers the value goes up depending on popularity um and supply uh, that's not illegal at all. If you have investment in it and you do it, that's technically not illegal, but it's not right. Uh, Next Gen Base says, oh yeah, but if people see Mario for the NES goes for $2 million after it's been artificially inflated, that copy allegedly sold to one of Water's investors, uh, then it's making it artificially rare. Um, it's an unregulated uh, industry, unlike the financial sector, unethical, but definitely not illegal. Uh, Mad says, Water Palava. Uh, yeah. Then Mad says, Kate's given any information about the grading of cards in NBA 2K22. Mr. T, I imagine you're not allowed to, so it's okay. Uh, the next gen <laughs> says, I think the distinction is that inflating the wider market is unethical. Uh, using uh, a press release to help increase an item that you've got a vested interest in without disclosing that, that's the illegal mm -hmm. bit, which which I agree with. I mean, that's that's if it's effective what it is. Super Mario, uh, it's two million. Boom. Okay, that's fine. If if somebody then goes and lists them a uh, copy of Super Mario and gets two, 2.53 million, fair play. But doing that because you've got a copy of it uh, that you are selling at that point in time without disclosing that that's what you're doing it for as the actual market itself. And that's 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 the stock market working in its own favor for its own benefit, yeah. uh, which using information that nobody else has access to, uh, which, which yeah, that's, that's the seed of it. Um, uh, limited run games are as bad, in my opinion, says Gary. Do tell, do tell. Oh, there we go, it does tell. Uh, limited run games don't need to have a small amount of a game made and they know it by doing it. It puts the price up. That's as bad for me. I mean, I, 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 see, I agree with that. I see, I see, I see that. But, but part of me thinks, is that um, a sound business model? Because it's like Disney. Disney are one of the best brands at maximizing profits. So I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Disney have the vault. So their films, say if they have 50 of fifty Disney films released over the last however many years, 100 years of films, whatever it is, somewhere in that region, um, going all the way back to the, to the early Sleeping Beauties and Cinderella's and stuff like that, they will then release them in batches. So you don't just go to... the to the shops, the supermarket, to Disney stores, wherever, and you can't buy Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella all the time because Disney will have them in batches. Okay, after three years, those go back into the vault and they don't get another production, another print, another special edition box set DVD sort of stuff for 
until they're back to release from the vault. And then once they're vaulted, they then bring something else, just like Fortnite does with its yeah. weapons and things like that. Same sort of concept. But that's supply and demand. By by strangling the supply, um, that increases the demand for them. If you increase the demand for them, you can keep them on the verge of being sold out, which increases the impulse purchase. Uh, shit, I need to get it now before it's gone. It's that FOMO element. Um, and, and Disney do it with their own stock, with their own products to their own customers. That's fine. Um, but the stock market itself doing it is a little bit different. It's a lot different. Uh, and that's that's where the issue is. So, so limited run games are doing that kind of thing. They are doing it with their own supply. Um, partially, you could say when they first started out, they did limited runs because it was cheap enough to manufacture, less risk for them as a startup company that they didn't want to get 10,000 copies of Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4 for the SNES printed because can yeah. we sell? 10,000? And then they do sell 10,000. They're probably at that point now where, because they're big enough, they do their own E3 conference and stuff like that. But they yeah. they can do not so limited run, but surely that kind of goes against, that's not, it's like Ron Seal. We're limited run games, but we're getting a million copies printed. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon if it was to put on, like you reserve a copy, like they had infinite amounts of copies to be able to reserve. I know that isn't going to maximise their profit margins, but it it potentially could in the long run if enough people were to buy a game like if they only had a thousand versions of quake coming out on the playstation 5 but there's three thousand people that want it and they're charging 40 pound a game for it it's potentially a lot more money coming to them if the other two thousand were able to buy it so could they not register could you not register an interest in a game for instance for something like limited run games well, and they can print as many as they need i think it comes down to brand perception at that point in time then because limited run games are selling things that don't need to be available this was available and it is still out there somewhere it's probably going to be almost impossible for you to get it um i mean some of them obviously they'll, they'll do some ports that that other people have never had before that they do physical versions of digital games and things like that but they don't really need it so it's always an extravagant purchase it's not delivering yeah. a core concept it's delivering something that people don't need to have but want to have which is basically yeah. the, the the whole premise is built on desire i desire this game i don't need it but i want it uh yeah. and and i think that's where it comes from if they then go okay it's freely available to everyone then ev those people that want to invest in something rare something special yeah. Um, then it's suddenly less special. So you might open it up to more people, but you actually could pull the rug out from underneath a lot of people. Then there's also, there's probably a sliding scale as well in terms of if they widen who that is open to, they have to drop the top end price, um, mm -hmm. which then means you've got a shitload more uh, logistics and all the rest. And you're going through all of that effort for marginal profit gains. So it's the, it's the sweet spot of keeping a product prestigious, keeping your brand prestigious limited run limited equals yeah. fear of missing out equals all so i get where they're coming from i i don't really i don't mind limited run if i'm being honest doing that because that's a separate aftermarket company that has that mm -hmm. as their niche i have issues when you get the likes of nintendo copying their elements yeah. and going do you know what we're only going to sell a few thousand of these mm -hmm. and we're only going to sell it for three months until march and then it's gone kind of thing that is when it, it, i have an issue with it limited run i get their concept it, i don't yeah. i don't agree with it because i'm i'm kind the kind of person of games for everyone pull it out wide push it out wide i don't yeah. want to be in that top dollar rich boys club if you've got it and you can pay for it you can experience this but if you don't pay above the odds then you can't experience it i don't i don't like that exclusive nature myself um but I get it, so I don't have an issue with it. Um, 
I've just been beat. on the website to limited run to see how much that I, I was mentioning Quake before, and it's only thirty pound, and they still have stock left of it on the Nintendo Switch, and the collector's edition is one hundred and forty-five pound, which for a game that they've probably I don't know how much because Quake's not been around for so long now. I I don't know how much it would have cost for a license to be able to repurpose that game, especially bring it out for modern consoles like the PS Five, PS Four, Nintendo Switch. I can't imagine how much it would have cost for that license. But games like Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. That's a classic game that's now been remade for modern consoles or been brought back because of limited run. It surprises me that they're only able to sell it for £35 because if you used to buy the original version of that game, you are running into hundreds. Like It's ridiculous the amount of money that that game's worth, but they're managing to be able to sell that game for £35, which I think is unreal but obviously people aren't buying it because they want the original one which is worth money rather than the one being able to be played on modern consoles like my biggest bugbear is not being able to play older consoles on modern tvs that pisses me right off but having the opportunity to be able to play classic games on modern consoles that's a completely different ballpark and clearly there might not be enough people willing to be able to or wanting to be able to do that because they want the one that's probably going to make them more money rather than being able to play it on a modern console, which is a completely different kettle of fish. But they are doing their due diligence in that respect, which I've got a lot of respect for because why? how else are we able to play these types of games without having to buy adapters and converters to be able to play on a HD telly without having a CRT? It's ridiculous, but it's it's just a modern world of video games, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> jumping back in the chat next year, says they're targeted specifically at collectors and usually have a few extras. Uh, it's the same as any collector's edition, to which Gary says, mate, it's nothing like a normal collector's edition at all. Normal collector's editions are still mass produced by the thousands, uh, to which NGB says, some of them don't. I can't get the Big Horizon one for love no money now, but they're marketed as a limited edition product, which kind of makes it fair game for me. It's designed around people who want a physical copy of something that's available elsewhere, and a lot of the time it's down to licensing. Uh, but the difference is that the Horizon one still had a ton made a lot more than a thousand if you even if you unfortunately couldn't get hold of one i mean there is also the fact that the horizon one is aimed at a larger market so there isn't enough made yes there may be thousands potentially hundreds of thousands of them but in terms of their market of 15 million potential players i don't know what what the last horizon sold but let's say they have a market of potentially 15 million i don't think the majority of uh, limited run games are any would 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 ever sell 15 million so it it could be it could be um representative of install base in terms of so if horizons aiming at 15 million then a hundred thousand is actually a really small number in that sort of thing so maybe they are scaling that back let's say they have um uh if they were to do horizon 30 years later they may only have a target of 1 million so 1000 might actually be or 10000 might actually be same sort of like areas kind of thing but but yeah anyway enough of that though we will put a pin in that one i'll just go through the uh, last comment um uh uh, the difference here is that Water Heritage are taking something that's been available before, grading in an allegedly less than ethical way in the first place, then selling them through a company that didn't disclose the links to the people that graded it. I've got issues with grading. Well, that's completely separate to this. What they're alleged to be doing is absolutely scummy and they need to be hauled over the coals for it. Goddamn right. Um... Uh... But yeah, that's enough of that. Water co-founder accused of fraud, if you missed it. Um... Basically, they are grading games, sharing news and PR on the quality of those games and the value of those games artificially inflating the cost of those games, which they tend to have 
in the boxes next to them and then listing them on eBay on their own accounts, selling them separately for massive profits. So artificially inflating the market for their own personal benefits. One member of staff on his own uh, has £46,500 worth of products on eBay uh, at the time of this article being uh, being published. So... It's 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 not looking legit. It's not looking good. But we'll put a pin in that because we are running, uh, not running out of time just yet, but we have spent quite a lot of time just on that one article. So we'll jump into the next one. Um, and a little bit more positive as well. So f- let's let go of the negativity and all the bad stuff yeah. as we can look at Sean Murray and, at the gamer and says, No Man's Sky finally has a mostly positive Steam review score five years after release. Uh, tagline it took hello games five years but steam users are finally mostly okay with recommending their game no man's sky hit a milestone today just over five years since the game's release way back in 2016 no man's sky has finally become a mostly positive game on steam with the recent release of the frontiers update and my god the gamer can you get rid of this article i'm fed up of seeing everyone loses with a twitch fart meta in the uh the side of the screen because <laughs> because you can't help well, but be like what <laughs> if it's there people are clearly clicking on it it's a hot topic yeah absolutely absolutely um oh, do, do you know i actually did see it was one of the fifa content creators shared a clip from amaranth uh on twitter yesterday and it was like she was talking to the camera uh, and she was like do you know what twitter is actually really toxic uh, twitch is actually really toxic uh for a content creator like me i've been called ho i've been called slut i've been called fat i've been called ugly i've been called all this do you know what they don't call me though broke and then just stared into the camera and it was like damn mike <laughs> i mean whether you whether you agree with the content whether you like the content or not that is absolute mic drop moment so ggs ggs uh anyway um uh it's a redemption story unlike any other in gaming back to no man's sky uh from the biggest disappointment gaming had ever seen up until cyberpunk 27 came along of course uh, no man's sky suffered a mostly negative review score when it first arrived but hello games didn't let a little thing like the entire world's derision keep them from turning no man's sky into the great game it was always meant to be first it was the atlas rises update then it was next then abyss then visions then beyond then synthesis then living ships then exomet crossplay desolation origin Next Generation's Companions Expedition Prism and Family Frontiers. <gasps> Each update fixed what was wrong, added what was missing, and then expanded No Man's Sky far beyond what Hello Games first envisioned. Truly, No Man's Sky is now a game of infinite possibilities. That paragraph, I mean, the fact that I genuinely was running out of breath then, I, I, my face is probably red as fuck right now, so I'll keep it <laughs> like on screen. But that's how many updates they've had. GG's. Uh, and with each generation, No Man's Sky went from mostly negative to mixed to now mostly positive. That's where at least 70% of all user reviews are positive. However, we should note that No Man's Sky recent reviews have remained in the very positive range, uh, where recent reviews are over 90% positive for the past year or so. There was just a lot of negativity for No Man's Sky to overcome from its early days. Given another five years, we fully expect Hello Games to drag No Man's Sky into the overwhelmingly positive range. Uh, The latest No Man's Sky update, Frontiers added settlement management to your infinite... Fuck off, Alexa. Uh, the latest No Man's Sky update. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Just, just, uh, just in the side bit. Uh, the latest No Man's Sky update, Frontiers, adds settlement management to your infinite, infinite procedurally generated universe. It can be a bit of a pain getting your settlement to stop losing money and start turning a profit, but the adoration of a town full of simulated aliens is all the reward you'll need. You've got to love that story, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Seeing a game. Mm-hmm have overwhelmingly negative pretty much or mostly negative or whatever it was when it first yeah mostly negative when it first started so it was 
met with a raft of negative reviews to keep plugging away at content and improvements so that you not only rectify your mistakes, but you then break positive to an, an exceptional level. 90% of reviews are positive uh, over the last year or so. Big, big. Nice, that's what you like to see. Hello, games. What are your thoughts, Bib? Yeah, it's my, it's my favorite video game redemption story, I think. Um, you've got uh, something where it, was, it wasn't anywhere close to what you'd expect when it came to launch, and... This was bargain bin game two months in. Like you could get it at the side of you know, next year monster at the end of the till uh in game or something like that. It just wasn't well received at all. I still remember watching this game when it came out for the first week or so when Yeehaw was streaming it. And he looked like he was having a good time. Like you, you know what you, you know what to expect from a Yeehaw stream, don't you? Expect Scottish guy, good looking. The music is just, you can hardly hear him when it, on his mic, and it's just his loud, heavy metal music blaring through, and he's just having time of his life farming rocks and stuff like that. And I still remember thinking, this game has something, but it's lacking a lot. And I love the fact that it's kind of come full circle. Well, I say kind of, it has come full circle. Now, this game is getting the respect that I think it deserves and something that they've worked hard on for so long trying to get their fans to give them a game that they that they deserve to to the point where the fans had bought a billboard outside their office to thank them for giving them the game and that this was like 18 months ago and i can't imagine what they're going to be doing now considering that it's got to a point where it's eclipsed everything that they could have potentially asked for so yeah it just shows if you put a little bit of faith in i don't know companies into their staff into their community that eventually your game will come good. And again, this is the biggest redemption story that I think I've ever seen in video games. And I'm so happy that every, everyone wins. This is the, the, probably the only time we've seen in video games where everybody wins. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to see. Uh, Madge says, No Man's Sky currently on sale on the PlayStation Store with 50% off right now. Nice. There you go. So 90% uh, positivity over the last year, 70% positive overall, and that includes the fact that they had a, an overwhelming dearth of negative stuff at the beginning, which they have then fixed and then over-delivered on tenfold. Multiple-fold, whatever. One Graham paragraph getting out of breath-fold. That's how much uh, they've <laughs> delivered on it. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see. Um, let's jump through the chat. Uh, no Man's Sky is an enjoyable game. So Spike, I love the updates they've added. Uh... Next Gen Base says, wait, there's a Twitch fart meta. Update Streamlabs. <laughs> uh, no Man's Sky's latest trailer is really cool. Uh, amazing the stuff they've added to it, says Madge. Spike says, uh, not broke because some guys can't let go of the hope uh, they'll have a chance. Uh, can't stand her. <laughs> uh, rules one of two on the internet, innit? Rule one, be attractive. Rule two, don't be unattractive. <laughs> Touché. Touché. Uh, rule three, make sure you have everywhere under the sun for people to easily send you money. Well, it's 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 supply and demand. If, you, if you've got the supply of attractiveness and there's a demand for it, then they'd sell it. It's it's commercialism. Um, rule, oh no, I've done that one. No man's, oh no, I've done that one too. Let's just be clear, you can put faith into studios and be proper murked by them too. 100%, 100%. Um, not necessarily that that's what we're jumping onto, a studio making their audience, um, but we're going to jump from positivity around a developer into negativity around a developer. This is an article that we touched on yesterday. Obviously, just as I did yesterday, I'll give the caveat that we... Our northern dimwits. We we like to talk about video games and stuff, but we also want to reflect what our audience want us to talk about. And Madge, being uh, a key member of our audience, because you know it, it does have the shot, the sword of power, being a mod, shared the article yesterday looking at Tripwire Interactive CEO 
uh, I want to say Josh Gibson, but I, John Gibson, there we go, um, and his views on uh, Texas's anti-abortion laws. Um, we d said that we probably aren't fully equipped to deal with that conversation, but we will try to take it on uh, and may not do it just this. We would be happy to learn if anyone did have any comments on that and everything anyway. But uh, from what I've seen so far, it looks like we didn't butcher it, which is good. Um, but we do have an update on that story now. Wesleyan Pool at Eurogamer says developers distance themselves from publisher Tripwire after boss says he's proud draconian Texas anti-abortion laws were allowed to stand. Quotes, we do not share the opinion expressed in the tagline. Um, so obviously this is an update on yesterday's story. Jumping into the body of the article, developers have distanced themselves from publisher Tripwire after its boss said he was a proud, he was proud a draconian Texas anti-abortion law was allowed to stand. John Gibson, president of the Chivalry 2 Killing Floor and Manny to publisher, tweeted to say he, quote, felt it was important to go on record as a pro-life game developer there you go tweet embedded in the article Fifteen thousand likes 12.8 thousand comments um atlanta uh georgia based co-developer uh, co shipwright studios which worked on chivalry 2 and manita tweeted in response to say it had cancelled all its existing contracts with Tripwire. Uh, Chivalry 2 developer Ton Banner Studios, based on uh, based in Toronto, I'm guessing that should say, uh, stopped short of announcing it had cut ties with Tripwire, but did tweet to distance itself from Gibson's statement. We do not share the opinion expressed in a recent tweet by the president of Tripwire, publisher of Chivalry 2, Ton Banner tweeted. Uh, this perspective is not shared by our team, nor is it in reflect, uh, reflected in the games we create. The statement stands in opposition to what we believe about women's rights. Uh, Texas' new anti-abortion law took effect last week after a nod from the US Supreme Court. It allows anyone, anywhere, to sue anyone connected to an abortion in which cardiac activity was detected in the embryo as early as six weeks into a pregnancy before most women even realise they are pregnant. Some high-profile figures in the video games industry hit out at Gibson for his tweet, including excuse of War developer, uh, developer Cliff Blazinski and current God of War director Corey Barlog. US President Joe Biden called the Supreme Court's ruling an unprecedented assault on women's constitutional rights. Um, I do believe, I, I, it's not in this article, um, but this article was written yesterday. I do believe John Gibson has stood down now. Um, mm -hmm. So after that, I don't know what that means in terms of has he left the company? Is he is he still on the payroll? I mean, is, is it was a founder and CEO, I believe. So, so he could still be on the payroll and it could just be one of those figurehead replacement sort of things. But he has stepped down. Um, so... Do you know what? I, I, we won't go too far into this because we are running out of time and we spent a little bit of time talking about it yesterday. But I will emphasize what we said yesterday. There is freedom of speech, uh, but freedom of speech doesn't mean that that people have to listen. And just because you mm -hmm. haven't have an opinion doesn't mean that people should should be like high fiving you for it. They are fully within their rights to ignore it in however uh, they want to do that. And if that includes purchasing retail. Uh, transactional relationships well then did it need to be said and that was kind of where we we settled on it yesterday it's like okay you, you're, you're welcome to your uh opinion but you knew before saying it that um i as an entertainer i don't get political often well if you don't get political often then there's probably a reason for that probably best to not get political <laughs> and that's that's what he did and that's what we've got to so yeah gg's mate um pro-life game developer has a game called killing floor i know i saw that coming all over social media yesterday. it's like yeah gg's <laughs> Uh, freedom of speech um, slash freedom of consequences. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 not the same thing. 
yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can you can have free speech, but it doesn't mean that you're immune to any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, likely is still on the board, still has shares, but won't be leading the company. Exactly, exactly. I I think that's what it'll be, and it'll it'll be like when a when a a manager at a football match gets sent to the stands, he'll still be on the phone to uh, to his. Uh, second in command just giving yeah okay sub this guy off put this guy in he'll still be pulling the strings at least for the foreseeable either that or he's just retiring and getting himself a shitload of money for nothing anyway um uh that means does not equal g yeah i couldn't remember i knew it was i knew it was that's what it was i just didn't know what the actual phrasing of it that's why i just went slash and then explained what it meant because i couldn't remember what the, <laughs> what the phrase was um uh exactly that next year it, it wasn't a wise statement at all on a subject you know he's going to antagonize one side of a highly emotive argument exactly and that's the thing is is it's it's the business ethics personal opinion and stuff they don't mix what you feel is right or ethical isn't necessarily the right thing for business what is your personal opinion isn't necessarily right for business. Just because you have ethical stances or personal stances or whatever, whatever side of the coin your stance is, business doesn't necessarily have to high-five it. Um, and, and that's just having an opinion. People keep going, oh, cancel culture, cancel culture. Actually, there was a really good tweet from, um, uh, I liked it this morning, from, where's Fuzzy Pixels? Mr. Matt Gardner. Uh I will bring this on on screen. Um, so this is uh, Matt Gardner works at Koch Media. He used to work with Mr. T. Um, it says, public service announcement, the right to free speech means the government can arrest you for what you say. It doesn't mean that anyone else has to listen to your bullshit or host you while you share it. The First Amendment doesn't shield you from criticism or consequences. If you're yelled at, boycotted, have your show cancelled or get banned from an internet community, your free speech rights aren't being violated. It's just that the people listening think you're an asshole and they're showing you the door. Uh, which, which, yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Uh <laughs> Um, men should be paid more than women, air quotes. Freedom of speech, bro. Yeah, <sighs> fuck off. Uh, it was a really foolish uh, foolish thing to say, as like it or not, uh, but his voice affects the livelihoods of many employees, which is what Shipwright Studios said. By sharing those uh, statements um, in a platform where he is heavily linked to the brand, then it's not just speaking for himself, but he's speaking with comments that encapsulates all of the staff and all of the business partners of that business. So, yeah. Many, 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 many issues. Anyway, I need to dip out and get some lunch, but Hitman 2 is free on PS Plus, so you should all play Hitman 2. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, says Next Gen Base. It's good. Get it there. Also, Predator Holding Grounds. So, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, Moving ahead, Hitman 2 is free uh as is predator hunting grounds and as is uh overcooked as well we want we're not gonna we're not gonna cover that today we'll probably give you a, a nice friday reminder free game friday but for now we'll jump into other games uh alan wake remastered looks set for release in october excited bit yeah 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 I think that was a yes. Nice. Andy Robinson of VGC says, Retailer lists updated version for consoles. A remaster of Remedy's 2010 thriller, Alan Wake has been listed for release on consoles next month. As spotted by Twitter sleuth Wario64, Alan Wake remastered has been listed at retailer Rakuten Taiwan for release on PS4, PS5, and Xbox on October 5th. Clues that Remedy could be planning a remaster first appeared in June, when text referring to, uh, referring to Alan Wake remastered was discovered on the Epic Game Store database. Alan Wake is an action-adventure game release for Xbox 360 and PC in 2010. 
follows a best-selling thriller novelist as he tried to uncover the mystery behind his wife's disappearance, all while experiencing events uh, from his latest book, which he cannot remember writing. Uh, with the original game having launched exclusively on Xbox 360, this would be the first time ever that Alan Wake will be available to PlayStation users. Remedy acquired the Alan Wake publishing rights from original publisher Microsoft in July 2019, having already owned the IP rights. The Control Studio announced in March 2020 that it had signed significant uh, signed publishing agreements with Epic Games for its next two unannounced titles. The first project in the deal was a AAA multi-platform game already in pre-production, the company said, while the second was described as a smaller-scale project set in the same franchise. Games Beat reporter Jeff Grubb claimed in March that one of the two games was going to be Alan Wake 2. Uh, the studio's creative director, Sam Lake, subsequently uh, revealed he'd like to make an Alan Wake sequel. So, Alan Wake fans, were you wet? Uh, the remaster of the game looks like it's set for release in October. Yeah. Does that tickle your fancy, babe? It does, absolutely. Have you ever played this? I haven't. I've never played Alan Wake. It is a fantastic game. Like uh, we've, we've been talking the last over uh, last couple of days about uh, these film writers uh, and things that you see on TV, like these massive uh, producers, writers, or whatever is now coming over to video games. This game is straight out of a Stephen King novel. I'm telling you now, like if you've never played this game and it's available to be able to get picked up on whatever platform that you've got, if you're still playing your 360 or your Xbox One or whatever, I think it's on Game Pass as well. So there's not there's literally no way that you can get around it. Play this game. It's phenomenal. This is a 100% purchase for me when it comes over to PS5. I can't wait to see what it's like. Um, nowadays, the match just put there 2010 for Alan Wake. Where's the time gone? Genuinely. Where has the time gone with this game? I cannot believe it's been in nearly 11 years. Yeah, we were talking about yesterday that they see me rolling, the heating. Yeah. What did you say? It was like 15, 16 15 years. years ago. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's so bad. Time is just going like that. Um, but yeah, if you've got the opportunity to be able to play Alan Wake, I'm not going to say anything about it because this, this, this remaster is so close that you can nearly taste it. So I'm not going to spoil it for anyone because obviously if anyone wants to be able to pick it up, they can do. If you want to play the original one, it's on Game Pass. I encourage everyone to at least try it because it is the writing on it is phenomenal. Like It's so good. Again, as I said, straight out of a Stephen King novel, it's insane how good it is. So yeah, it's 100% purchased for me. It is for Asim as well, so that's great. Uh, yeah, Asim saying that in the chat. Uh, fudging love, Alan Wake, 100% purchased for me. Uh uh, genuinely creepy and what the fuck but so good uh, Madge says uh, got my steel boxed copy of Alan Wake in my wardrobe nice uh, and then Gary says Toy Story is 26 years old <laughs> oh I don't need that fuck this shit fuck this shit <laughs> I'm sick of getting older oh, do you know so, what else is getting older uh, the Duke controller on. that came out with the uh, original OG yeah. Xbox speaking of which uh, Vast Panda Story at the Game has this article that says Hyperkin is making an Xbox Series Duke controller for Xbox's 20th anniversary. Hyperkin is bringing back the Duke controller for the Xbox's 20th anniversary. The classic controller doesn't look too different from its previous rendition, except for a bit of fine-tuning. You'll be able to get your hands on it in quarter four of this year for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Windows 10. Uh, according to the few details we've been given by Hyperkin's tweet, which is in the article there, the Duke Xbox 20th anniversary edition will come in wide and black variants and feature a share button. Additionally, it will come with a detachable Type-C cable and the Xbox startup animation will play right inside the Xbox button. So that bit there, um, actually, can't see my mouse, that bit there, um, which is the big button in the middle of, uh, which is a screen in the middle of the uh, console, it, it goes, whoom, and does the Xbox logon noise there. Nice. Um, 
August has seen quite a few controller launches. Only last week, Xbox's best-looking controller went on sale. The AquaShift controller came in a metallic blue and truly looks like a piece of art. It costs $70 and the Xbox Store will probably sell out very soon. Before that, Xbox and Target collaborated to bring you a rather awkward pair of controller holders for Halo's 20th anniversary. One featured Cortana looking like she'd rather be anywhere else in the world and the other was Master Chief positioned in an odd semi-squat. The pair of holders <laughs> sold. Uh, the pair of holders are up for $50 and will launch on November 7th. Uh, Power Ray revealed a neat-looking Hades-themed Switch controller. It features a red base and Zagreus on the bottom right with his sword. Emblems of the gods' boons are strewn all over the controller with Hades' emblem in the centre, slightly larger than the rest. It's officially licensed and can be played both wired and wireless via Bluetooth. When not plugged in, it allegedly has a battery life of 30 hours, but if it begins to win, you'll know, uh, you'll know by the way of a warning LED light. It also comes with a USB-C charge cable as part of the purchase. And lastly, Xbox's night mode update not only dims the console and the UI but also the controller light a blue light filter ha also has a sliding scale to take out as much blue light as you'll allow before everything turns into a shade of yellow uh, yes or no is this a purchase for you Bib are you, are you going to get uh, your, your, your grubby hands on a grubby controller uh, I actually love this style of controller like with my massive hands this was like the perfect controller for it. Even when I was even when I was growing up, like I was a tall, stocky lad. <laughs> so this but this was perfect for my hands, this controller. I don't know why people give it a lot of shit. I mean, obviously people some people's hands probably aren't as big as mine, so it probably would be a little bit because they they made a smaller version of that, I think. It was just the Xbox S controller. I think it was just what looks like a normal controller nowadays. But I love that Duke controller, man. Like it's it's perfect. If it, if I could play that on my PS5, I'd use it every single time. Like no questions asked, it would be amazing. But yeah, I'm a big fan of that controller. Uh, it's 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 a it's a pass from me. And I love the idea of the uh, the nostalgia and having the the screen in the middle. I mean that that is enough to kind of sell the idea for me. But I have an Xbox uh, One S controller in my hand, so just just a straightforward white controller that you get with the uh, Xbox One S. And you can see with my tiny little hands, it's it's that's big enough. So using something like a Duke, that would be akin to me sitting and holding uh, a spare tire. <laughs> nope, no, thank you. <laughs> a, a wire sticking out the end of it, a little screen in the middle. It's I'm gonna pass. I do like the the idea of it, and uh, and it's nice to see for people that have that sort of. Um, old school link back to the original uh, Xbox console. I never had an OG, OG, OG Xbox, so it's lost on me anyway. But seeing, I mean, PUBG Andy, um, the the America's community manager for, for PUBG console, um, Andy Hall, has one of these. And I, I was watching him stream on it about six, eight months ago. Um trying to play trying to win a game on the duke controller and it was like it's just it's just it's big so it, it wasn't as good but but uh yeah yeah if you want it fill your boots if you get one do let us know do let us know i would like to see it i would like to see how big it actually is in in real hands not little midget hands like i've got mm -hmm. although every time i say midget hands i hold my hand up to the screen so it looks like we've got big fucking like jackass form hands <laughs> <laughs> uh my youngest started, uh, child started high school today. That's made me feel old. Oh damn! My my Oof. youngest started her second year of high school yesterday. Uh, so I know that I know that pain. Although a year yeah. a year ahead. Um, uh, you should get that graded. <laughs> Madge says Tino already had in the Ellen Wake stuff. <laughs> yeah, just send it off to water. See how you get on with that. Uh, uh, it, uh, lol, very good. It's pretty much in mint condition, as far as I know. Uh, had an OG Xbox and Duke controller, but for me, it's a pass 
uh, to too uncomfortable for long play sessions for people who don't have big bare paws like Bibbit. That's me, little midget hands. There you go. Uh, not not to level of Jeremy Beadle, but just just not big old clubs either. Uh, looks like a big controller would need to hold it before buying it. Yeah. That's just it's not for me. Tell you what is for me though. Wrapping up the show. Thank you everyone that has been around. Uh, we've been through a bunch of articles today. Kind of the full spectrum of the games industry. We started off by talking about Water, uh, the game certification company. They are accused of selling large numbers of its own certified games for a profit. Insider trading, fraud, not good stuff. Um, elsewhere, No Man's Sky finally has a mostly positive uh, Steam review five years after its release. 90% positive over the last 12 months. GG's to the people at Hello Games once again. Um, Tripwire Interactive, less GG's um, as uh, developers and are now stepping away from the publisher. Not, not good, not good. Um, Alan Wake Remastered is set to release in October and Xbox has the Duke controller coming back. Nice. Nice. We are going to finish up those shoes there so we will not have additional 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 streams today. Do feel free to stick around while we raid one of our friends. We'll find some people that are streaming. We'll, we'll drop a raid on them. I, I did see... Um, I was watching... Uh, moist ham and eggs with a side of beets. That uh, is Lotus, who uses the word moist quite a bit. Ham, uh, which is Hamish. Eggs, which is West. And a side of beets is mini beets. They were all playing games this morning. I was going to say we would we could drop a raid on Lotus because um, uh, he's, he's a good guy, but he looks like he's off. So so maybe 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 someone. I don't know. We'll, we'll drop a raid on someone. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so do feel free to stick around for the raid. Sticking around for the raid is good because not only do we help the channel out that we, we raid, they get extra viewers, they get some it's good for their stats it makes them feel nice also you get extra channel points which i want to let you know that um tito spent successfully yesterday he spent thirty thousand channel points to make me play PUBG with my level three helmet on yesterday um he opted to let us choose we chose the power rangers green ranger helmet that didn't work because the green ranger helmet got all sweaty and steamy so we changed to mandalorian mid-game and won we won our first level three helmet game Yay! so i dropped i dropped a gifted sub on tina so there you go stick around for the raid you get extra bits uh, extra sprinkles should i say which could help you get subs and stuff do it do it before all of that though mr bib is there anything you'd like to yes. ask yes Again, thank you very much for joining us for the Tuesday's edition of The Scoop. It's our second show of the week, so we still have three more left. And if you want to help shape them shows, then there's two ways that you can do that. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or get involved with our Discord. All the links that you need will either be in the chat or if you're watching us on any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. They will all be listed there for you. But all we need for you is the URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next day on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow? Mr. Graham Day. That show will be at 10 a.m. And make sure you be here. Do you know why? Because that is the way. <laughs> yeah, mate. Enough of that. DMCA, we don't want that. But uh, thank you. We appreciate you being here. Have yourselves a lovely day. We will see you tomorrow, 10 a.m.-ish, for the next episode. Until then. Stay frosty. Stay frosty.